This is a remote voice podcast. I'm Daniel Silva. And this is the ninth in a series of letters that I'm writing from Arnhem Land in Australia's Northern Territory. This letter is available to read on my blog where there's also photos and they're pretty cool. So you can check them out. And other than that, there's not much to mention beyond that. So I think I'll just get into it. This one is called Portrait of a Buffalo Boy. Bill is a burly man with a wide gate and steel barrels for hands. His belly is a barrel, so to his chest. And like many men who spend their lives with raw materials, Bill's chest is full of a coarse humour that to some would seem insensitive, but to those with a sense for it is the very softness of his skin. For it's well known that men of tools trade in a secret currency of quips and slangs, whose value is measured by the extent to which they draw smiles from life's harshness. A man is rich who can make another man laugh, and in that regard, Bill is a baron. He is known around town as the Dusty Welder, a name he chose. It's on his business cards and embroidered into his orange and blue workwear. The Dusty Welder travels the country from Ulladulla to Arnhem Land, educating young and old in a trade he loves. In Gapuiak, Bill trains a group of rustic makers called the MEP Buffalo Boys, MEP stands for Miwach Employment and Participation Limited, an organisation that formed in 2013 to carry out the federal government's community development program by creating paid opportunities for local men and women to learn service trades and contribute them to community. The men involved are called Buffalo Boys. They are respected and stand tall even with heavy loads. I met Bill in a spacious open-air workshop strewn with rudimentary inventions a sofa made from car seats on two short stacks of steel rims, several buffaloes with bodies made of barrels, heads, horns and legs from scrap, a couple of potbelly stoves and a locomotive oven. In the centre, an oversized workbench laden with tools and pieces of kit. Bill wore a broad grin when I walked in with Mara, my friend and colleague, to see him about a turtle and a fish. Bill spent many years boiler-making to industry specifications. One day, he put down his tools, picked up the little barrel in himself and said something like, How about it, kid? Then he turned back to his tools, this time to play. After some customary lines of comic courtesy, we got down to business. I described the picture in my head and Bill ran it through a series of cogs and pulleys in his own. He picked up a piece of chalk and started drawing on the workbench. Okay, what we do is find a big piece. He stopped mid-sentence, as if he'd forgotten something and then remembered something else. He turned and said, follow me. So we followed him around the workshop, searching for bits of metal to make it happen. With every find, his passion and enthusiasm grew. He'd already started working when we left. Some people grow up inside and outside. Their affections weather along with their faces. 
their memories gather in catalogues, they become worldly, sought out for advice in matters of life experience. People like Bill have a child forever behind their eyes, for whom an aging exterior is a daily surprise. They can never be worldly, but they can be wise, because wisdom is not a matter of experience so much as a matter of perception. The following week, a group of students visited the Buffalo Boys to collect the frames. Bill had prepared a few speeches and the boys shared their work and activities. There was laughter and pride, and the kids returned with a new entry in their list of things to become. Since then, we worked around the clock to get these things made. To make the fish, I attached lengths of wire to the frame to form a body. On that, I lay strips of steel mesh. For the tail, I used a piece of old fence, then a layer of paper mache on the front and rear, ready to paint with student designs. The midsection will remain exposed and house the bottom halves of plastic bottles, each filled with a small LED light and a coin cell battery. The turtle is also underway. Mara is working on it with some help from the students. As part of the project, we run weekly workshops, staged a pop-up recycling plant and various design studios. It's been a lot of fun, and everyone is looking forward to parading our wares in 10 days' time. It's tempting to draw grand conclusions from this story, to reflect on the value of community arts and project-based learning, to say something about shared visions and the responsibility of carrying them out. Perhaps it's the educator in me craving a lesson, or the child making affectations. It's tempting to frame things that way, but the wise thing to do is draw only the story and have it speak for itself. With love, Daniel. Okay, any postscripts? Uh, the Dusty Welder has a Facebook page that you can check out. And uh, yeah, it does really cool work. Um, also, I finished the bilingual book project that began a few weeks ago in my letter entitled The Light Side. And that project was really cool. You can see the finished book and read more about the project on my blog. Um, following that, one of the teachers recorded some of the students reading the book um, and teachers. And so there's a audio version um, that I'm going to make into a little video and I'll post that too which is great because the kids really loved reading their own story you know in their own language and also in English so which I guess means they can have both of them and other than that I think that's it. This this story is obviously a bit of a change from the last couple of weeks of um, real introspection. But then this week has been back to something more like um, sort of peering out, and that's been refreshing. I guess everything's refreshing relative to what came before. <laughs> and before this becomes a palaver, I'm going to 
finish. And until next week. <laughs>